But the following is a completely scripted and totally impartial and completely unbiased message brought to you by CGM. Hey, Carter, I hear that there's a new magazine called Comics Gaming Magazine, and there's all sorts of interesting stuff happening with it. Could you tell us a little bit about it, Carter? I, I, I sure can. Uh, just a few days ago, actually, I believe, uh, three days ago, we just released uh, the new digital issue. And then everybody started cheering. Everybody cheer that now, was, please. That was a big All right. thing. Spontaneous cheering. Spontaneous cheering there. Here, yes. Okay. So, so give us a few details. What's, what's happening with this magazine? Well, it's got a really comfortable feel. Um, you can only access it through your iPad, so you're very comfortable and used to that as well. Um, cheap price, $3. You can access it on uh, Pocket Mags and Zinio for now. Is that, is that all we've got? So it's digital, kids. Okay. It's digital yeah. only. That is something we need to emphasize. Okay. So yeah, we'll, so we'll drive that home. So what's going on is, don't worry, there is still a print magazine. It's just that the print magazine remains bi-monthly, as always. It's just now, every month, every single month, you can look forward to a digital version of the magazine. And this particular month, it's digital only. So, and interactive. And interactive, or so I'm told. So yes. so yes, that was the completely scripted and totally impartial and unbiased message, as I promised. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Absolutely now now we're getting into episode 97. Totally bumbling through this because Melanie is sick. She was actually in here, so maybe she was just getting sick of us. I don't know. Possibly just we were making her physically ill. I Probably. Know that. I know that mm-hmm. I occasionally make oh. everybody physically ill. So she's not going to be here, so you guys are just going to have to deal with me, the visible minority, who you can't actually see being visibly minor because that's the magic of audio only. And it's episode 97 of the CGM podcast, and um, we, we need to talk about all the other people here. The one person who is here, omnipresent, who you're probably not going to hear at all anyway, is Brendan Fry, who's like managing the soundboard and doing all sorts of technical things. So everybody cheer spontaneously. Spontaneous cheering. Spontaneous cheer. There it goes. Okay, so, so Brendan is there, but he's not talking, but he's there. You're going to have to either trust me on this or just assume that this is an imaginary friend like Mr. Snuffleupagus and that, you know, I'm just making things up because it's the medication talking. Yeah, um, for comic relief. Exactly. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, okay. So then, okay, over to my left is the guy who was actually doing some talking. It's it's Carter. Uh, was some talking, yes. Yeah. Carter. So, yeah, Carter knows all things like, you know, um, businessy and, you know, physical distribution-y, market-y yeah. kind of because... Most he's, things, yeah. all things, yeah. all things. He's, I'll go with all things. He's fluent in over six million forms of marketese communication or something like that. C three PO told me, I believe C three PO. Okay, and then over to my right is the Man Mountain coming yes. down from the mountain. The Beanpole Man Mountain. The Beanpole Man Mountain, who is not looking, you know, quite as um, mountainous. Nope. No, uh, not this week. Had to, had to make myself presentable for yeah. various reasons. Okay, so somewhat trimmed. A, yes. a, a um, yeah, a, a kinder, gentler mountain. As it were, a uh, a far less wild and devouring mountain. Yeah, and so yeah, and that's Alexander Leach. Hooray! Hooray! Okay, cheer for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you can tell we really care. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, and finally, Phil, mm, or you know, Phil Dash M, mm-hmm. or just Phil Brown, who's that's like, me. yeah, the comic guy, the, the cinema Phil, mm-hmm. cinema file Phil. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's also good, cinema Phil, cinema Phil. Yeah, I should just refer. I think we stumbled on that a while yeah, ago. We did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, cinema Phil. Yeah. No, yeah. cinema Phil is so, great. Yeah. We should yeah. go with that. So yes, Phil M um, or cinema Phil, whatever. He's the movie guy. He's the mm-hmm. comic guy. He's also the gaming guy. He's our all around. 
Renaissance. I he, do what I can, yeah. Right, he does what he can, and mm-hmm. he does it well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like he's, he's gracing us with his presence, as usual, this mm-hmm. week. And that's, that rounds out the crew for episode 97 with truly probably one of the most long-winded introductions that we've had it's in good, recent though. memory. I think it's slightly shorter than the last time you Is did it? it? Okay, because yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just making it up as I go along, and I'm really not as good at yeah, this as Melanie. because last time we had a big argument in the middle as to whether or not to go back and record it again. Oh, that's right, yes, we were talking anyway. about that. Yeah, and then it was so just, that like, made it very long. We've gone yeah. too far, yeah. and you know, it's like, and this time, Brendan really doesn't care. Yeah. In fact, he cares so little that he's actually kind of walked he's away. He's actually no longer That's here, how yeah. much he either trusts us or simply doesn't so we're only assuming we're being thing. recorded right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it could yeah. be off, and we could just be talking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. This could all be just an experiment to yeah. see what we'll say. Mm-hmm. Which would not be an unusual situation for any of us, mm-hmm. I don't think. But anyway, so it's like, yeah, so that's the show, the podcast. The first thing that we got to get out of the way is, like, you know, stuff happened during the week. Mm-hmm. And stuff did happen during the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a few awesome. things that I want to talk about. Does anybody want to jump in first, or can I just make you go? You go first. Okay, I'll, I'll go first then. So the first thing is... Uh, when it comes to uh, Microsoft and the Xbox division, um, we've got the who's, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, mm. except that it's not really same as the old boss because that was formerly Julie Larson Green, who actually looked like she might do something interesting. Mm. And before that, it was Don Matrick, who had the really grievous Xbox One reveal, right. which didn't go over very well. No. That's right. um, but now they've got a new guy, Stephen Elop, who actually used to be the head of Nokia. And now he's put in, been put in charge of the Xbox division for Microsoft. Mm. Now, this is interesting for a lot of reasons. The most interesting reason being the guy did say when he was being considered as a successful CEO mm. that he would actually consider selling off the Xbox division because he felt that it kind of detracted from Microsoft's prime focus, which he felt should just be Microsoft Office, Microsoft Windows, blah, blah, blah. And he felt that all of this other stuff like Bing mm. and you know, Xbox was just extraneous to that. So, mm-hmm. so what do you guys think of the fact that a guy in charge of the Xbox division actually doesn't like Xbox very much? Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I, mean, what, I don't, I, I don't like that? Xbox very much. <laughs> well, I sympathize yeah, see, with him. You're allowed to not like Xbox yeah. because you're just a consumer. So you know. Well, it is, you know, when you put it that way, I, I mean, I guess it is probably a good idea for them to focus more on Bing because mm-hmm. that seems like a really growth opportunity. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bing is doing really Bing's great against Google, on. aren't they? Yeah. 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 Everybody's yeah. using yeah. Bing, aren't they? Bing, yeah. is, what, Bing is fantastic. Yeah. We certainly use it for everything except for the mm-hmm. Wait, I got to look it up. Where's Google? So yeah. it's it's far more important that they focus their time on Bing than the Xbox. Certainly. Okay, I think that's a good business decision. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, he has had a lot of track records with turning around businesses. And oh yes, that's, he is Canadian. That's so. that, that's that's right though. It's like when he actually was with Nokia, um, their stock took a dive. Their sales went down like there was no tomorrow. Oh, really? Um, yeah, actually, um, a lot him. of people were actually pretty happy to see him leave Nokia mm. when he did, mm. which is why everybody is kind of freaking out now, is that they know Elop's track record, and they're like, why did you put this guy in charge of the Xbox division? Meanwhile, you know, Julie Larson Green has now moved on to a very strange title. Um, they, I think that they've made up like a new title just for her. Um, her official initials now are CXO, which stands mm. for Chief Experience Officer, mm. and she is now in charge of the My Life and Work team. That would still just be CEO. Yeah. Well, the, the the CEO now it's like, oh, I, I I have a hard time even um, pronouncing this guy's name. He's an Indian gentleman, but um, he's yeah, now the but, new. But experience doesn't CEO. start with an X. I know, and yet for whatever reason, her official initials are CXO. I read this in Forbes, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> okay, they're Microsoft; they can do whatever yeah. they want. Really, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But you know, it's like it, it looked like she was actually going to do some interesting things when she was with the Xbox division. You know, it's like you know making it a little bit more you know consumer friendly and all that. Now with Elop there, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this guy's background was phones, mm-hmm. and he didn't actually really seem to do that very well. And obviously, you know, Microsoft's phones are getting hammered mm-hmm. compared to like you know Android and iOS. Yeah. So, but if this is a position where they've gone through three people in a year, yeah, exactly. how vital is that position to Xbox yeah, actually that's, that's surviving? True. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and yet that's that's the other thing though is that you know it's like leadership, you know, for good or ill, it has an effect on yeah, the team. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like so if they got a bad guy there that doesn't care, that is going to have a trickle down effect. You know, morale is going to go down, and people are going to be like, well, why should I try? Because this guy's going to be out in like six months anyway. Mm. So. Mm. I mean, it, it it could mean a lot of weird and interesting things for Microsoft. I don't know. Well, given the given sort of the weird last few years for Xbox with yeah. the disastrous launch and whatnot, it's not really a good sign. Well, I, I mean, mean, the the launch wasn't disastrous. It's just not as strong as what they were hoping for. But it's it's not like it was you know crickets. No. Well, no, it wasn't. They've, they've sold units. We, mm. we like to throw yeah. hyperbole around, but it yeah. didn't go that badly. Yeah, no. but. Uh, it's kind of. It, you, I guess I kind of have to wait to see if mm-hmm. he's going to if, if what he's going to do is going to cause problems or not. Yeah. Not re- not really sure how much influence he's going to have. Yeah. Uh, I just play video games. I actually don't know anything. I about mean, business. my my biggest concern about mm-hmm. all of this is um, whether or not this guy and whether or not the Xbox division in general actually cares about how they do globally, mm-hmm. because right now. The Xbox One, as it is, it's got you know Connect and it's got all of this amazing TV functionality that really only makes sense if you're an American. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like most of the TV functionality that they're trying to sell with the Xbox One does not apply to people in England or Greece or Brazil or Japan or any of the other countries. It all just seems to be USA, USA. So yeah. it's really, really hard for you know other people in other parts of the world to get excited about you can watch fantasy football and they're like oh you mean FIFA and they're like no we mean American football like, oh well I don't care about that So, yeah. and that service isn't even going to be available in my country so why should I care about buying an Xbox One if this is like one of your big selling features yeah. Yeah. and they've really got to turn that around I mean right now they seem to be concentrating on the USA but you can make a lot can. more money if the whole world loves you and right now the whole world doesn't so will mm. Elop do anything about that? It just stands know. it stands to reason though that you want it to be global, globally appealing yeah because and um, and I've seen all this stuff over the years where just the the different like the international releases for various things are different. Like you have the how Europe gets doesn't get certain video games, right, and, yeah. and that always boggles my mind because it just seems to me like aside from a few issues regarding censorship and different standards, mm-hmm. it's just more money to be made mm-hmm. and just more money to be made by making it broadly appealing. And maybe I don't understand some underlying underlying factor about demographics or whatnot, but it just seems really strange to focus on one market in an era when yeah. half, when 80% of what we have is can be traced all across the entire planet and has a carbon footprint the size of half the globe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird because, like, you know, Nintendo went global and yeah. they did okay with the Wii U at first and mm-hmm. then sales dropped off. Um, Sony went global and they're doing great right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like Microsoft is kind of just USA, USA. It's like... It's almost it's like, as if they haven't tried. Yeah. They developed all of these entertainment, home entertainment integration options mm-hmm. and only really focused on having them ever work yeah. properly in North in, America. Yeah, in mm. North America. And you know, it's like and even and even with North America, that's still primarily the States, not yeah. even Canada. Yeah. So mm. 
you know, because like again, it's like, I don't think that that fantasy football thing even applies to Canadians that have an Xbox One, does no. it? It's like yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't, know. don't know a lot about fantasy football on the Xbox. One, yeah, to exactly. be honest neither, with you. Neither do I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, I've got some other news. Right. Does I'll, anybody else want to jump in, or can I just keep on going with this? Uh, you, you do yours, and then I'll, get, I'll yeah. jump in with mine after. Okay, so uh, we did talk a little bit before uh, about how it looks like there's another Tony Hawk game that's going to be happening. Oh, that's right. And now it's official. Tony Hawk has actually, Tony Hawk in tandem with uh, Activision, has come out and said, a new Tony Hawk game is in the works, and it's mobile platforms only. What? Yes, so it's only going to be on phones and tablets, but but Tony Hawk is making a new game with Activision. That sounds about right to me, though, because the... Phones and tablets. Phones and tablets, that's it, yeah. So, so touchscreens. Yeah, touchscreens. Yeah. Yeah, possibly 3DS and Vita, I don't know. I mean, this is Activision, and obviously they like money, so we might see that later on down the line. Yeah. But right now, initially, they're only targeting phones and tablets. It doesn't surprise me because when so, Tony Hawk games were at their best, was they were at their simplest and casual. Right. And that market is on phones and touchscreens. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's so I think it makes perfect sense to me. Plus, you can do like little kickflips on the touchscreen. It'll be interesting to see if they can make this so that's work. That's all right. I mean, uh, just that's probably what my guess is. Time, it's like, probably going to be like a little skateboard. I mean, you know, they, they, it seemed like they kind of had that same idea when they came out with the safe, fake pseudo skateboard, and yeah. they thought that that was going to be more casual, and that just did not work. Yeah, but that so. required people to get up and be active. Yes, it did. If it's so just someone flicking different. their phone with their fingertips, yeah. that's a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not entirely sure how they're going to actually be able to do what you have to do with a skateboard game with a touchscreen. It's going to be drastically simplified. Yeah. Okay. So, so it probably is going to be like, you know, single swipes and swipe combinations will make you do like crazy stunts mm. so that people can feel badass if you're being a skater. Well, okay. That was always the appeal of Tony Hawk Pro Skater to me. Well, that it made me feel like I could do something that I had never put any time into learning how to yeah. do. <laughs> so it only makes sense. Make that, that even deal. easier. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. all for it. So yeah, the it, lack it, of injury also helps. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't hurt. It does. Well, yeah. The only thing I'd be worried about is that they they got Tony Hawk to mocap for it, right? I don't think that they're getting Tony Hawk to mocap for it you these just days. Thought that's what the original rumor was. Yep. That they had yeah. some. Yeah, some I, d- okay. I don't know. We'll, oh. we'll we'll have to see. I mean, it's like you know, Tony Hawk is getting on in years. I don't know yeah. whether he actually put on the suit and actually went in and yeah. started he just like, did, you know, like flipping the, the loading yeah. screen where he walks up and yeah, yeah, probably leans yeah. on his skateboard or something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. maybe he did that. You know, it's yeah. like just just some good old fashioned '90s FMV Tony Hawk saying, "Hi, I'm Tony Hawk. Welcome to my game." Yeah, even yeah. though you're like you know. 12 years old and probably don't know who the hell I am anymore because, <laughs> you know, he's being generation gapped these it's days. very true. I mean, I'm sure that there are actually younger skaters that are probably more prominent yeah. in the minds of young skaters than Tony Hawk is these probably, days. Probably, but Tony Hawk's a legend. Like, yeah, he Michael is. Jordan yeah. hasn't played in 20 years, That's but everyone true. knows who Michael Jordan yeah. is. Everyone knows who Babe Ruth is. Mm-hmm. We're looking on a century with that yeah. guy. Everyone so. knows who Jason Lee is. Exactly. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on that until I yeah. see what it's actually we'll see, like. Yeah. We'll see, but it's like, you know, yeah, for, for me, though, my immediate reaction was, oh, how the mighty have fallen, because yeah. it's like, you, know, you were Tony Hawk, pro skater, I mean, it's like, you dominated consoles, mm. every time one of your new games came out, everybody went nuts, it was like, yay, mm-hmm. more Tony Hawk. I and, feel like it might be a testing ground thing to see what the marketplace is like, because yeah. there hasn't really been a skateboarding game in a long yeah, time. Yeah, and I mean, up, up so until now... if it comes now, out, does well, then it'll develop yeah. one further. This up bigger. until now, the only major publisher that's been in mobile has been EA, and I'm sure yep. Activision has been like, well, why should they have all the fun? Totally. So, and there's a lot of cash yeah. to be made oh, yeah. in that yeah. marketplace. By the point zero one five percent of um, you know companies, but yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So good, yeah, good for Tony. Uh, so so there we go. Stephen Elop and Tony Hawk together again for the first time in this podcast. Exciting. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Exciting. So that's that's my news. That's yeah. your news. Okay, I got a couple things. All right. Um, first off, there the big thing this week that came out that I thought we would want to talk about is that uh, 
Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are going to be making a film called Console Wars. I mean, tentatively called Console Wars, mm-hmm. about uh, the young upstart Sega taking on Nintendo this in the 90s. This movie is totally aimed at the 30-somethings. Totally. It's oh, completely yeah. aimed at the 30-somethings if you're going after the totally. Sega. But it's also aimed at the, like, the... It, it's also pitch to be like like Moneyball mm-hmm. and like uh, Social Network. Oh, okay. this, this sort of like <clears throat> anti-establishment geek mentality. Mm-hmm. But um, Which is really, really hard for me to think of, you know, Sega and Nintendo in anti-establishment right? terms. But, well, they've yeah. talked about it, and I don't know anything about it, but they talked about it sort of like when that happened. Sega mm-hmm. was sort of like a small arcade company that they decided to specifically take on like, Nintendo. Like, yeah, how, how, how far back are then. they going? Yeah, they it's going to be pretty well right at the moment. Probably Master System would be my guess. <laughs> okay. And and then it'll be, yeah. you know, much like Social Network and Moneyball. Things See, will this, be condensed and sped up. Yeah. And this, they, they're going to do a documentary at the same time that will actually be okay. the factual version, not yeah. the Seth Rogen okay. high and like inventing Sonic version. Yeah. But um, I I'm, I'm into it. I think it could be a lot of fun. And particularly with it being made by filmmakers who have a desire to make an entertaining product as yeah. opposed to, you know, a detailed stock continue. I mean, it'll, it'll certainly be interesting, but, you know, it's like the weird thing about this whole movie to me would be the fact that, you know, yeah, they, they kind of have to start this story with uh, NOA and SOA, uh, yeah. i.e. Nintendo of America and Sega of America, because yeah. they don't want to go all the way back to, like, you know, and in the 19th century, Nintendo came along and started oh, making for playing sure. cards for the Yakuza and blah, blah, blah. No, it's specific. Which is actually true. They yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, no, they did, yep. for sure. Yeah. No, it's at, you know, it'll be at, the, like, Nintendo will sort of be the, uh, the sort of unseen... It'll be from the perspective of Sega, and I guess it's. Oh, okay. Just, so, so Nintendo and, will already be established. Yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. Having annihilated. And it's, yeah, and it's and, Nintendo coming, yeah. and it's Sega coming in, then, trying to create a new console to so crack the market. So, Howard Lincoln is going to be the bad guy of this movie. I suppose so. Okay, because yes. you know, for for you guys that were too young to remember, Howard yeah. Lincoln was actually the CEO of Nintendo of America yeah. at the time, and he he was the dude that um, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, he 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 did a lot of interesting things for Nintendo of America, and then. Ooh. Uh, he got into a heated war with, um, I believe the name was Tom Kalinske, the um, guy who was in charge of Sega. Yeah, that's the guy America. who's going to be the main character. Yeah, yeah, so, who, yeah, who apparently came in and we had no experience with video games, which yeah. is primarily a marketing guy. Yeah. And that was what was brilliant about Sega, was yeah. Sega and all that marketing. Yeah. And I think it'll be fun. Cause yeah, I, because, cause I mean, at, at that time... It was a playground battle, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no, I mean, there, there were all kinds of pranks. I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, the, the stories about what happened at um, E3s when... Um, Sega and Nintendo got into what were legendary. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Tom Kalinske and his team, they were going and they were like, you know, plastering like um, graffiti and, you know, it's like insulting posters on the hotel rooms of like the Nintendo guys yeah. just to like stir them up. And, you know, it's like all of the, you know, it's like backroom deal cutting yeah. and like, you know, just, yeah, there, there was a lot sure. of actual personal rivalry going on between yeah. Sega and Nintendo back in the day. It's, it's not like it is today where it's yeah. like, you know, gentlemen's rules, corporate warfare kind yeah. of thing. It's like, you know, these guys really had it in for each other personally. Yeah. So it, it, it can actually be very interesting be from a performance and be perspective. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that'll be the yeah. fun aspect of it. Yeah. And, I think, and then, of course, there's like a, if you're telling it from the perspective of Sega, there's a sad, tragic ending to it all. Yeah, exactly. I think it's got yeah. a lot of really good stuff yeah. built into it, and I'd be interested to see it. So, yeah, apparently, yeah, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are going to be, uh, at least at this point, writing, directing that, presumably from a comedic perspective, and then also doing a documentary. They've apparently already conducted 200 interviews with people. Okay. Um, yeah. There's research for this, so I feel I, I'm really, all into it. I think it's going to be fun. I feel really bad that I was the only one at this table that actually didn't have to do research about this when you mentioned it, and I just knew yeah. automatically what the players were going to be, <laughs> because I was alive then and playing video games hardcore at the time. All I remember are the advertisements and the games and the mm-hmm. arguments on the playground. Yeah. I didn't know about the backstory. I've, done, I've looked a little bit into it since um, this announcement, yeah. and it does sound 
sound like there's a lot of potential. Yeah, it's like sound. yeah, Tom Kalinsky was uh, yeah, he was a real troublemaker. He was he was hilarious. He was a real personality For back sure. in the day during the nineties. So yeah, and that's what'll be enjoyable yeah. about it. So yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. That could yeah. be a good time. I think Even it's cool it, that like the they're doing more of these documentaries. We haven't seen a lot of these things in, like, yeah. This yeah. is by Sony Pictures, I believe, right? Oh, is it? Yep, is this Sony? Sony? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah. argument as well. So uh, when Sega goes down at the end of the movie and yeah. everybody's like, that's it, it's the end of video games, yeah, and then, then young Kazurai will step in and oh, go, yeah. no, there is another. Exactly. And then yeah. there's going to be like, ha ha, and, well, yeah. and, you know, and, and Microsoft PlayStation is going, coming out yeah, soon, exactly. which is, I guess it's kind of anti-Nintendo. They're doing theirs about the ET. Oh, well, see, now that's, that's just mean. Oh, right, oh so yeah, that'll right, be anti Atari right, right. then, wouldn't it? Because, yeah. I mean, it was really Atari that's responsible yeah, that for it. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I can so. see them going against Atari a little more. No. I th- it, just the way I read it, it seemed like they these two films now are framed oh, okay. as these two companies battling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So there's that. So that should be fun. Yeah. Um, and then. What else do I got here? Are you oh. going to talk about the Godzilla trailer at all? I am. Okay. Indeed. All right. Indeed. That was the next thing on the list. Thank oh, you for coming cool. out with that. How okay. amazing was that, by yeah. the way? No. Was it not amazing? Oh, my God. It was amazing. I'm a little behind on these things. Yeah. You didn't see the Godzilla yeah. trailer? Oh, another just, one? I saw yeah, the Lego yeah, yeah. movie last night. No, it's like oh, I saw the Godzilla trailer. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, first right? thing I, I did when I saw I the Godzilla trailer was I just got on my social network, i.e. Google+, and I just yeah. shouted out, Gojira! And then just put the link out, and you know all of my friends were like, oh, my God, there's a new trailer. It looks fantastic, and I've heard that Godzilla will be fighting four giant monsters over the course of the film. That's going to be amazing. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, and just the scale of it. He looks ridiculous. like a force of nature. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's just gigantic. It's like skyscrapers are hip level. Yeah. No. I mean, it's like you know, you look at that, and it's like yeah. the the um, Pacific Ring Jaegers. They don't stand a chance. No. I mean, no, really. Those those Jaegers would just get creamed by Godzilla. Definitely. Someone climbing up his knee, punching him in yeah. the in the so kneecap. Then where did he come from? Well, I well, have the, the amazing thing about the trailer is yeah. that it hints at the fact that all the nuclear testing that took place in okay. the South Pacific yeah. was actually a failed attempt to try and take out Godzilla. Try and kill Godzilla, yeah. So, that, so, so, so assu- to me, that was just kind of yeah. mind-blowing. And I'm assuming that's why it's so much bigger is that there have been so yeah. many years Radiation. in between growing and growing it? and growing and growing. Uh, it was, The director of it was the guy who did a movie called Monsters, a very low-budget okay. thing. Which I liked. Yeah. I like yeah. Monsters. Which was quite good. And like then it was co-written by David Goyer, who's served David Goyer yeah. and uh, Frank Darabont and uh, Brian yeah a lot of big names yeah, Brian Cranston looks like he's getting angry and shouting up a storm yeah. and Maggie Gyllenhaal and the whole gang so yeah no I think the more I see of it the more excited I get I you know it's very easy to get a great trailer uh, yeah, for is. a shitty yeah. movie like for example uh, every Zack Snyder movie ever made <laughs> so um, you know We'll see, but at the same time, it looks so much more promising than when I heard they were making another Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in, 100%. Yeah. Well, the scream, I mean, like, they got the scream right, they com- got everything. Compared to the last Western attempt at Godzilla, yeah. which was... Uh, well, let us uh, never speak uh, about uh, that again. Yes, the, the yeah. last Gator. about that, the best. Well, that's, yeah. my, that's my next question. Is this, yeah. a, is this a sequel? No, 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 complete, no, complete no. reboot. This yeah. is a reboot. This is a nuclear trying to take out, take out Godzilla. Was he popped up and they just, they just tried to bombard him, not... They shipped him from that ship that went to New York. No, 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 no. This, this, like, is, oh, this is no, not. No, this was the like test is, in the forties, no. like oh, World okay. War Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's like Godzilla's been around since the franchise has been around. Yeah. This is closer to the real. The re- this is closer to the, the original, original Godzilla, Godzilla. whose skeleton got built into a robot because that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. This is Godzilla. You've got a big skeleton. Mm-hmm. What else? You may as well make a robot out of it, right? 
yeah. So anyway, that was incredibly exciting. It and was that an happened. amazing trailer. Yeah, can't wait yeah. for that. The, the sheer scale of Godzilla is, is almost incomprehensible. It is he's fantastic. Just, he's just and so impossibly year. huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it is this year. Yeah, oh my it god, it is. Yeah. It's this summer. You really need to see this trailer. So, I yeah. yeah. It looks well, great. It sounds, it sounds like I need to. Yeah. see yeah. It sounds like one of the few movies that Phil's going to see that I'll probably see. Yeah, exactly. Which is a rarity indeed. Indeed. And then I also heard that the Marvel Netflix series we talked about before, where they're doing Iron Fist and Daredevil and a few other characters. All right. They've announced the plan for that is they're going to do 61 hour episodes. 61 hour episodes? Yeah. Let me make sure. What? That yeah. kind of wow. Yeah. How to scares me. Why? Is that? Um, it's a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Iron yeah. Fist? Really? Yeah. Can Iron Fist sustain that many? I have no idea. But I read that. I don't that, think he can. So I was concerned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very concerned. Huh. I thought I'd raise that to the group, see yeah. if everyone else was as concerned. I am also right? concerned. I, right? I, I, this does not seem viable to me. This mm. seems like hubris at work where Marvel yeah. is just like, we can do anything and people will love it. And it's like, no, right. actually, you can produce something bad and people will still not like it. For sure, and right. This, now, at the same time, when you break it down, I believe there were five characters. Okay, right. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if that's five. If that would be like uh, ten one-hour episodes for each of those so characters. So who, who are they doing? It's Iron Fist. Iron Fist and Daredevil. Daredevil. And then a couple others. That I okay. Forget. Ten hours. Power Man. I believe Power Man's Okay, one. well, you have you kind of yeah. have to have Power Man and Iron Fist because Definitely. They're, they're partners. Exactly. So, so mm-hmm. I think my guess is that they will each get their own like ten-episode series, mm-hmm. and then there will be uh, six series worth. all of them come together to form a super group. Okay. Um, That's still a lot. It's still a lot. So anyway, yeah, it's and it's also kind of ballsy to commit to that many right off the bat, yes, as it opposed is. to just like trying to see if it even works. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Like what is Josh Whedon writing this? Is no. that why they've got so much confidence? Or? No, I know that Drew Gordon, who did, um, sorry, not Gordon, Drew Goddard, who did um, uh, Cabin in the Woods, he's in okay, charge. He's uh, good. Yeah, he's yes, good. He's he in is. charge of the Daredevil section. Um, okay, as to who's okay. doing the other ones that's yeah. announced yet. Okay, so. The Daredevil section is probably the strongest stuff, though. It's, yeah, I'd imagine they're going to lead with Daredevil, mm-hmm. um, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's I, happening. I, yeah. I, it sounds like one of those outrageous claims. Like, I remember seeing a few years ago, George Lucas, and they wanted to do two simultaneously running live-action Star Wars TV shows. That's right. Is that right. still happening? Or they, still, they... they still talk about it, but I think everything's been put on hold until that, the new that's movie comes out. Such a huge idea! I know, and like, ridiculous. How could you even... I agree, but that was the thing: is when I heard the Star Wars thing, I was like, "Well, that's never going to happen, so yeah. I don't have to worry about yeah. it." Whereas Netflix, they're crazy, yeah, yeah, and they're bleeding money, so they will actually make this. Happen. And Marvel too; they yeah. got a lot of money floating around. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, that's going to happen. Interesting project. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens there. So there's that, and then the other thing was a bit of sad news, which is I'm sure all of you heard that Harold Ramis died yeah. earlier this week, uh, which was a big, big blow because he essentially created the last 25 years of comedy. Between, I mean, the streak he had was insane. From like into the first six years of his career, he was the head writer of SCTV, created that format, then wrote Animal House, then wrote Meatballs, then uh, wrote and starred in Stripes. And then wrote and directed Caddyshack, and then directed the first Vacation, and then did, wrote and starred in Ghostbusters in six years. That's yep. absurd. And, then, yeah. and that's basically where modern comedy came. And then from. eventually Groundhog. And came then he along. made his masterpiece yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. So that was very, very sad, tragic. Yeah, news. it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's Canadian, so that's also he's important. Not actually, he's not. 
Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so he just moved up to Toronto for a while? Yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. They just, because the two second cities between Chicago and right, Toronto were okay. very incestuous, okay. so they hired him out to uh, do that. John Candy was Canadian, though. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the entire cast of SCTV was Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. He was the only American. Oh, okay. Yeah. The building, my, the building they threw the TVs off of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my grandma's building. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting side yeah. story. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> That's great. So anyway, yeah, that was very sad. Rest in peace, Mo Green. Yes. And then to make things even worse, um, Sony announced that they're going to, they're just rewriting the Ghostbusters 3 script so that can still go forward. The day after he died. Uh, Oh, that's bad timing. That's tasteless. That's what that is. Yep. Um, let the marketing, you know, buzz just steep while people are wondering if right? it's going to happen. You know? Oh, no. man. Well, I mean, the good news is I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. No. But I especially don't want to see it now if those people yeah. if the people are like that. Where yeah. they're like, and normally, I mean, it's like, you know, and if Egon's not there, I mean, it's, like, yeah. it's, it's you know, even, even if you get, you know, it's like Ray and, mm. you know. Bill Murray's not going to do it. Yeah. So now it's just Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this, like, mask, son of mask feel. Yeah. Where it's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's it's no. a hor- horrendous. So, no, you, 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 it's Egon, just not going to happen. If Egon's not there, then there's a problem. Egon's so, crucial. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he was a writer yeah. and the whole. Nah, so yeah, the whole Egon, thing. Egon's got to be there, and if he's yeah. not there, then the magic is gone. So. Yeah, it's just been too long anyway. Yeah, like it was a product of its time, and I don't. Th- I think if they try to make one now, it's just not going to have the same kind of feel at all. Yeah, no, I think that's true. And if they were going to do it, they should have done it in the '90s with Chris Rock and Chris Farley. <laughs> and oh, Ben Stiller is okay. planned. That Those were going to be the three. Mm, okay. And that would have been fine, but now yeah. it's over and everyone needs to let it die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. The like other that. two aren't going away. So we can, yeah. if we have our nost- feeling for nostalgia, we just watch those again. Yeah, and there's already one disappointing Ghostbusters sequel. There's no need yeah. for two. Yeah. Pretty sure the writer of Bill and Ted was trying to get another one of those going as well. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a long time. Yeah, I, that I would actually go I, see. Yeah, yeah. That, that's I mean, different. Yeah, no, Keanu has awesome. actually turned around on that, and he's actually you know kind of willing to. They keep take talking on the about it. Was off it? He didn't want to do it. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. For for the longest time, he yeah. was trying to distance himself from Ted. He actually said in interviews mm. that his biggest fear was that he was going to die, and then on the gravestone they were going to say. He was Ted. He was Ted so yeah, yeah. He, he was completely mortified that everybody was always just like, "You're Ted Theodore Logan, mm. dude! Yeah, excellent!" But <laughs> but as the years have gone by and successes like The Matrix and all that have mm-hmm. come and gone, he's he's, a, he, he's yeah. a little more charitable towards Ted. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's kind of like with you know Leonard Nimoy and Mr. Spock. Mm-hmm. For a while there, he really hated." the Spock character okay. but then eventually as time passed he mellowed out and was like more he, receptive he to being Spock yeah. Yeah. He, did, he softened up and it's, it's the same thing with Keanu yeah. Keanu is now more charitable towards Ted and is willing to take on the mantle of Ted Theodore Logan yeah. and yeah. I for one it would love to time. see him yeah. Bogus yeah. Journey didn't really have an open ending though like it, it didn't really open itself up for a yeah but you know time travel dude they yeah, always just go back and rewrite want. stuff yeah. okay somebody so could always go. come back with yet another time travel plot that nullifies all that and then they've got to restore it I, I just want to see a Bill and Ted versus Doctor Who movie if we're going into that level of meta then. Yeah. Just the phone booth and the TARDIS smashing oh, yeah. into each other for yeah. three hours. That would be okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, yeah. yeah, Bill and Ted taking on like a doll. Like, if that's mm-hmm. yeah. all the movie is, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, no, it's mm-hmm. just the, yeah. it's just the phone booth and, booth and the police box smashing into each other for They'd three hours. Like that's all it is. Wet slapping sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Partying on in the police box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that sounds cool. I go for that. All right. Okay. All right. That's Anybody it Anybody else have any news? Or? Uh, well, there's the uh, the Candy Crush uh, trademark. The Candy trademark's been released. 
Oh, okay, so they are no longer suing the hell out of anybody that uses the word candy. They've, yeah, they've dropped the, they've okay. abandoned the trademark, yeah. I believe, so, to so the, uh, the, candy. Yeah. Common sense prevails, and they no longer claim to own the word candy. Well, I, I'm not sure if it's common sense or just not wanting to scare off investors. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a toxic business move. No. Yeah, because if you do something like trademark the word candy in video games, that really doesn't come across as, you know, very sporting, mm-hmm. is what I want to say. Like, it's a, such a common word, it seems like something so that's so easily abused, you're just going to get everybody annoyed and angry at you. Yeah. And with the public backlash as it was about that, they probably just didn't want to have to deal with... That's also true. Lo- it was, it was not good for PR. I mean, you know, people were really starting to hate that company after that, so... Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the whole saga thing, but there's uh, no word on that. I don't oh, know right, if, saga. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about that, but... Uh, I hope they drop that too because it ju- is just as ridiculous, and that they're just making an example of it is is just too much. I don't understand the legality of copywriting. Well, not copywriting, trademark. Trademarking mm-hmm. a word in that capacity. Do you not have to describe exactly how it would be used in every capacity in a game for it to for you to well, trademark? Well, I believe it's the title is what they mean. Okay. Uh, and I believe it, it corresponds entirely to the title. Yeah. And um, I can see the logic behind it, but considering that I believe the last time we talked about this, I named there were three. I named three games that have saga in the title. Mm-hmm. So it's very commonly used in the video game industry. Yeah. So, so it's a little bit of a problem. But that was my news: is that they they dropped the trademark to Candy. You can now so have a game. So whether it was fear of investors or common sense, something prevailed. Well, they're not so, going to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're letting it go, which is good. That's good. Yeah. It's it's going to be one of those things where it'll just be left to speculation, and history will move on. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then somebody will co- will copyright donkey, and then we'll see all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. No time. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's like the, the slippery slope, right? Mm-hmm. If you can trademark one word that a bunch of games can potentially use. Like, Sega? I just don't understand how that could even happen. Yeah, yeah. makes no sense. It's, it's weird. Old, it's, old news. it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Oh, well. So, are, are we all filled up with news for the week? Then? We're newsed out. Okay. Oh, We're newsed out. Okay. Yeah. Then, um, we'll take a little break at this point because I actually, just a couple of days ago, went off um, to Hamilton, Ontario, and um, talked with some guys that are, um, they're called Tavitas, that's the name of their studio, and they're working on an interesting little peripheral, um, which is actually kind of a hybrid controller so that guys playing on PC can use a controller and a mouse at the same time oh, with the first-person shooters. So I went down, I had a little talk with those guys, and um, you guys can listen in and see what they have to say about their oh. controller. I'm confused. So I am here with uh, Chris Galholland, uh, who is the um, uh, one of the big head honchos over at, um, how do you pronounce it, Tivitas? It's Tivitas Interactive. Tivitas Interactive, okay. And these guys are based out in Hamilton, and they're working on um, an interesting new peripheral controller um, for computers, which they call Sinister. So we're just going to sit down and ask these guys a few questions. Um, the first one is, 
who is Tivitas? What are your backgrounds? You know, where do you guys all come from? Um, so my background is I went to uh, McMaster here in Hamilton. Okay. Uh, I'm a mathematician by, by training. Um, but uh, I've always been involved in, well, not involved, but interested mm-hmm. and enthusiastic about uh, computer hardware industry especially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've followed the, uh, that industry for the last 10 years religiously. And uh, I've built over 50 computers in my lifetime and repaired many laptops. And pretty much every electronic device I have, I've reverse engineered it and then reassembled. Um, we have a team of uh, engineering students and, um, and um, mechan- electrical engineers and, and mechanical engineers and in- industrial designers um, that have all put together this uh, wonderful product. Okay. Um, then this particular product, the um, Tivitas, um, or the, the Sinister, sorry. It's like, okay, so yeah, basically this is a way to allow people playing on PC to have the benefits of both a controller and a mouse simultaneously, rather than one or the other. Now, um, you've already explained this to me, but for the listeners out there, could you give us a you know, condensed version of like how this idea came about for you guys to attempt this? Um, well, it, it, it came about for a long time. But basically, uh, I wanted to, when Crisis came out originally, I really wanted to play Crisis in the highest settings. And I was able to get a computer to do it, but when I sat down by a keyboard and a mouse, it was just too confusing and frustrating. And I just, especially the keyboard, I couldn't get used to the, get used to the keyboard. Uh, now, as time went on, I, realized, I, I learned that I could use a controller, but when I when I used the controller, I felt like I lost something of the PC, uh, specifically the precision. It just wasn't as precise, especially when I went into multiplayer. Um, so when I found out that uh, I can't use a controller and a mouse at the same time, now Crisis you will allow you to do that. There are a select ga- few games that will, but about eighty percent of games we find um, don't allow you to use both. And when you plug in a controller, you just lose uh, keyboard and mouse functionality. And so we really wanted to try and find the best of both worlds to keep that mouse experience, which is true, which is a true computer gaming experience, uh, but have the benefits of haptics, or vibration, rumble, um, and uh, analog stick, and a low amount of buttons uh, for PC games. Okay. So what was it then that made you guys decide that you didn't want to wait around hoping and praying that somebody was going to put out this product and you guys just committed to starting a company yourself to get this out, what what was it then that made you guys decide let's let's just take the plunge and do it ourselves? Um, well, I had always been, uh, as as I mentioned, I've always been interested in the computer industry, and mm-hmm. I I never really knew how a product got from start to finish. Okay, um, I was lucky enough to uh, have some money and uh, from family that I could start up this uh, venture, and I really wanted to say, you know what, I want to learn how a product's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and so slowly I started it, I hired people, and uh, uh, over the last eight months I have come to learn how, uh, how a product's developed and going, going, going to manufacture. We haven't quite got to the manufacturing part yet, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is a whole other yeah. big thing, but uh, we'll get there. It's been quite the journey and uh, quite the learning experience. Okay. Is, is there um, a particular story behind the name of the company and how you came up with it? Because it's, it's quite a distinctive name, you know, compared to most of the other, it, like, you know, Razor. It's like, you know, it, that's pretty obvious, you yeah. know, what they're going for with that. So what's the story behind Tivitas? Uh, there really uh, is no grand story. <laughs> uh, it would be nice if there was, but... Uh, 
we originally started the uh, the venture uh, by by another name, the parent company, which is Custom Tech Conceptions. Mm -hmm. But when we were like, well, you know what? Okay, let's start building our marketing uh, plan, and we looked at the name, and just it didn't felt it was techy, but it wasn't game game really oriented right, or, okay, or right. uh, that game theme kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and we, I felt that people should see the name and feel gaming. Mm -hmm. um, and so we sat for a long time trying to uh, figure out a name. And uh, because of my science background, I really like Greek and Latin. Right, okay. And um, we knew that when we started to work with Vivitouch, uh, it was very quickly that we realized that this is awesome. And this is the route we want to go. We want to, I mean, once we get Sinister out there, what will be our future? Mm -hmm. We want to bring haptics to back to PC gaming. It started... Mm -hmm. Uh, ten uh, more than ten years ago with joysticks right. and and uh, force feedback, mm -hmm. but in the in the last ten years, it's near. I mean, you can still buy those force feedback sticks, but the games have essentially de demolished, mm -hmm. or not demolished, but vanished. Uh, you can still get flight simulators and yeah. other simulators that do it, but no real adventures and games. And so we really want to bring that experience back. And what I think we've done here through Reality Link with Vivitouch. Um, We've, we've been able to make something unique um, and we can make we can take that even further by making an SDK and we'll work with developers and we want to make it as simple as possible. We really want to work with developers and not have them to make a, a, a oh you have to code this whole long thing and take a day to do it. No, we just want to basically make it as simple as possible a one checkbox kind of thing and mm -hmm. oh we want this kind of effect in that at this particular time and it goes right through. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, thank you very much. That was Chris Salholland. Thank you very much. Yeah. And um and Mike, thank you very much. Mike, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's shortened technical difficulties edition of the CGM podcast. Follow us on Twitter at CGM Plus, Facebook at CG Magazine, and YouTube at Channel CGM. Thanks for listening.